Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 37 of Campfire Conversations. That bonus content coming at you as frequently as we record it. Uh, today, we've got a good one lined up with our friend Brad Luttrell of Go Wild. And, uh, and I'm just going to throw out a thank you, I think, for these Campfire Conversations, which are generally commercial-free and sponsor-free. But uh, this one's brought to you by AVNX. They sent me some turkey decoys this week. I've never seen a more lifelike decoy than these things. Uh, can't wait to take them down to South Texas with a couple of the kiddos. And, wow, less than less than a week now. Whew, it's going to be awesome. Uh, but, yeah, thanks to AVNX. And without further ado... Let's get going with Brad because we've got we've got black bear, we've got hounds, we've got Kentucky deer hunting, we've got social media censorship and algorithms. If you're struggling to uh, you know, get any reach on your pages, well, hey, of course, go wild is a great alternative where you're not going to get censored. Uh, and then bots, like we all hate bots, right? Well, uh, go wild's got uh, a little guy that they're pretty proud of and for good reason. So lots to get into. So let's rock and roll. Brad, welcome back to the show, man. Good to see you. Dude, it's always good to be on here. I appreciate you having me on. It is my pleasure, brother. How are things in the Bluegrass State? Things are good, man. Uh, you know, Bluegrass State, we can't talk about March in Kentucky without mentioning basketball. And unfortunately, uh, my team's out. So now I'm just totally turning sights to turkey season. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so now that now the basketball's over, and and U of L, I gotta say, didn't make the tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a Kentucky fan, so the Louisville rivalry here is big. Uh, so that, at no, least we Louisville, have that. dude. I saw there was one team. I might have been Vanderbilt. Didn't make the tournament because they lost to Louisville, and Louisville was so bad this year that they considered that a loss. That like Louisville won three yeah. games. Yeah, the three or four. Power, yeah. What's his name? Denny uh, Crum. Well, yeah. Is that his name? He'd be uh, originally. Yeah. yeah. He's I, turning I, over in his grave. They lost. Actually, they won three Denny, games. Denny Crum is still alive, but not in good health. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but the it's been a rough well, year. For maybe him, that's so. why he's in bad health. He's watching that yeah. basketball. I mean, it's put a lot of people in bad health um, that they've had a rough year. But then Vanderbilt beat us uh, twice there at the mm -hmm. end of the season. So it's been wild. Most of your audience may or may not care. Uh, you, you, Texas is still in it, though, right? So I don't uh, care probably, about Texas, uh, dude. I'm a Baylor <laughs> fan. I don't care. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which but, we lost in the same round as you guys. We lost in the round of 32. You guys lost to Kansas State. Who I picked, Kansas State's good. They beat Baylor twice. Baylor, dude, I mean, we had, we were a three seed. We yeah. had a good team, but we didn't yeah. we don't play any defense, and Kansas State does, as you yeah. guys found out. If I go um, into the problems with Kentucky basketball right now, we'll take up the whole show, so I won't do yeah. that. But but point being made that uh, you know now I'm I'm uh, I've got a camping trip with my kid coming up for Cub Scouts, and we got turkey season, and then you know we roll into the Kentucky Derby around here, which is always fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got. I'm going fishing on OHIV. Uh, who who's your partner? Uh, he's been on the show before, the professional bass uh, angler. Oh, John Hunter, yeah, yeah, John, John. I'm sure he's seen. I don't know if you're keeping up with OHIV, but I know he is. And Ivy has turned out so far this season. I think they're up to 16, 13 plus pound bass Jeez. since January first. It's a new, it's a record. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was like, I was interviewing this guide, and I was like, he's caught three of them. He caught two of them in December. Which didn't even they weren't even legal to enter because it doesn't start the Sherlunker program starts January first. So he caught those wow. two 14 pounders. And then he caught another one a week, like 
I think the first week of January. So I, I called them and was like, all right, I'm sold. When, what dates do you have available? <laughs> yeah. Dude, and they've just been awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're going down there, uh, or it's actually West of, it's like three and a half hours West of the Metroplex. So heading over there and then Turkey, uh, heading South for turkeys the week after that. Nice man. Yeah, it's here. I'm excited. I, I am doing my normal thing where I, this year I even got my trail camera all ready to go. And then I still haven't gotten it out there just to see, but I hunt the same property every year. The birds generally are in the same spot. Uh, unfortunately it's just the same level of skill set every year i always say i'm gonna like really get better yeah (laughs) yeah that i had although last year i had a a dumb hunt i got i i I started doing evening hunts um Uh and it it actually panned out better dude i had a great night i went out called uh for a couple hours the gobblers were uh kind of getting back to roost which was my plan i was right where they were going to come into and i pulled in this boss hen me and her going after each other big tom would have been probably the one of the biggest toms i've shot and um she comes right into me and another hen comes in they start fighting right in front of me which is cool because you don't see that a whole lot or i haven't seen that a whole lot um and then he's standing there with his ladies strutting out perfect perfect shot right or like perfect scene and um i shot him at around 45 50 yards and I looked through the rangefinder, couldn't see anything in between us, but I think I hit some brush or something in between, mm. and because uh, it was on a on a river bank or on a creek bank, and uh, when I went down to inspect, there was kind of some some brush in between that I, I hadn't realized was there, and it kind of deflected just enough the shot. He got knocked down when I shot, um, but he fell fell over, and I get up. I'm like, yeah, dead bird, <laughs> and then he he does the awful. You know, if you've ever seen a wild turkey take off in that kind of scenario, it's loud as all get out and clumsy looking. And he, he takes off and flies. And I spent the next hour and a half freaking out. I'm like, man, I shot this great bird. He's probably wounded somewhere. I'm never going to find him. And I, I was walking around and then he busted out of a tree above my head. Totally mm. fine. Flying straight as an arrow. So I think I just woke him up a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess he didn't roost there that night either. No, um, probably not. <laughs> um. Well, you also, uh, you did something cool that you, you texted me a picture yesterday when we were talking about, uh, visiting and, uh, I think it was your first black bear hunt with hounds. First black bear hunt and first hunt with hounds. Now I've been around bird dogs a bunch, but I'd never run with hounds. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I got, I've gotten to know, do you know Chris Powell with Houndsman XP? No. So Chris runs the largest uh, Houndsman podcast, and we met them through Go Wild. Uh, Chris wanted me to come on a show, I think, and I, I went and did a show to talk about um, social censorship. We started, we kind of became buddies. We sponsored these guys, uh, um, you know, and worked with them a little bit. And then it, it came up. He's like, man, why don't you, you, you guys don't, you, we've heard us talk about it, but you've still not seen it. Why don't you come down and hunt with us? And, and it was black bear, which has been something I've really wanted to do in my head. I was going to do that as a Western hunt. Uh, that was kind of the, what I wanted to do, but I'm like, man, that's a, a really cool experience probably to get to see these dogs work. So went down into Virginia with these guys and I had no idea what I was getting into. Derek towels who came with me, he's a go wild employee came with, and, and he didn't, he had just shot a bear three months earlier in Colorado. Mm-hmm. but he had never run with dogs. So we didn't really know what we were getting into at all. And, but it was a blast, man. To- totally. I mean, opened up my eyes to how, all, all of the feedback on, 
you know, oh, the dog does all the work, like all that's out the window for my head now. Like I never really bought into it anyways, because yeah. I knew there's a lot of training involved, but I mean, dude, I couldn't spend a year uh, trying and get the dogs to work like these guys can. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh yeah. It's on, it's an art form to, to be able to read a track and because you, you know, anybody can dump dogs out in the snow, like yeah. with, with your experience, if you bought five hounds from, from a, from a houndsman, so these are my hounds now. And you wouldn't cut a track in the snow and turned your dogs out. You could, you could catch a bear or bears might be hibernating, but you can catch a mountain lion. Uh, a houndsman will actually be able to catch them on dry ground, be able to tell which direction, you know, predict what these animals are doing. Um, and then the real houndsmen don't just kill everything they catch. Oh, Some of these younger don't. guys, these they guys, just, oh, they kill it. Amazing. They catch it, they kill it. No, man, the, uh, it was, me and Derek were laughing because Chris, Chris, um, you know, we're, we're a day into hunting and he's like, yeah, I've actually never killed a bear and he's been doing it for yeah. 30 years. And, yeah. And, and then, uh, Heath, the other guys, like, I haven't shot a bear since 2017 uh -huh. and, and they had in December alone, I think my bear was the 40th bear they had treed in two weeks. I mean, these yeah. guys are really good, man. And, I mean, they're running six different groups. Um, they know this area really well. And I mean, they, they tree bears all the time. And then and where, what, what state was this again? Virginia, Virginia. That's yeah. right. And so you mentioned Colorado. It's weird because in Colorado and I've done it, I've killed a mountain lion there with hounds, but you can't, you can't hunt black bear with hounds there. Really? Those dogs have to be broken off a of black bear. Now you, we were on the Utah Colorado border. And so the guy I was hunting with, no, his dogs, they don't break on, uh, they don't trigger on a bear. His buddy was hunting in the same area. He came from Utah where it's legal. And so yeah. his dogs, if they got on a bear, they're training a bear and then you just yeah. have to pull them off of it yeah. in Colorado. But it doesn't yeah. make any sense, right? Like, why would you pick and choose? Uh, oh, for this species, we can, you know, that's where use the animal rights, and... rights activists pick at, man. That's like one of the first things they start chipping away at. Um, oh, yeah. And, 2014 in California is when they got, they did away with it for bobcats yeah, and black bear. Yeah. I mean, whenever you get on Sportsman's Alliance's website and look at all the legislation that's coming out, I mean, probably a third of it has to do with dogs. You mm. know, it's low but hanging it's so fruit. It's low hanging fruit and it's really misunderstood. And they drive that narrative even in between hunters, man. I mean, you'll see a lot of hunters talking trash on houndsmen of the dog did all the work. But I mean, these guys, they run their dogs nonstop and, and they're, they're up in New York in August training for the season. You know, they're just mm -hmm. treating, treating freed. Um, but they're, they're prepping up there. They go to every state as those seasons open up, they're moving around and the money they spend and the time they spend. I mean, most people wouldn't have the dedication to do that in general. Um, and then, you know, when, when we finally got my bear, you know, we, we walked four miles. We actually got my bear really quick. They, they were giving me a hard time because they said, uh, oh, man, we don't like it when anybody gets one that quick because you think it's easy. Mm -hmm. But they said my bear was the hardest pack out they've ever seen. Um, we we mm. shot it too far away from the, the trail. Um, in fact, that's that not was, a thing. That's not a thing. People oh, say, dude. oh, I didn't want to shoot that elk because it was in the no the, i'll shoot it and deal with the deal with the consequences later and if it's oh, hell funny, then it's hell <laughs> what's funny is these appalachian guys don't like to uh they want to weigh the bear so that if they were trying to get us to drag out and we were trying to do it their way for a while but this thing fell down into a creek and then we were in rhododendron and laurel um i mean i've got pictures that you can see what we were trying to step through over boulders so you, you're stepping and falling through holes i had bruises for a month on my shins from trying mm. to get this bear 
we we tried pulling it out for two hours and i i mean it's ice um ice chunks are falling on our head because it had been icing on the trees and we were miserable and i asked derek i was like dude how they, they left us to go put the dogs back up and they're like just drag it that way and we'll catch back up to you well we went for two hours and I, or maybe it's three hours and i said derek how long have we been doing this or how far have we gone he gets his onyx out and he goes dude we've only gone 150 yards <laughs> it's a 200 pound bear uh, two dudes trying to pull it through all this stuff and um we got it up slowly up about maybe another 50 yards up the mountain and then left it to come back and quarter it once we had some help um but it, it was crazy man i shot that bear at 8 30 and we didn't get to the truck until 5 30 mm. um and you know the the you know i know the guys that hunt out west they i, I always get uh, joked on a little bit by them they're like you guys don't have real mountains but i mean this was elevation man we we were in the thick of the appalachian mountains and um it was not easy terrain it was probably i mean it's definitely the hardest hunt i've ever done just that one day um, yeah uh, and it was full body workout of getting that bear out of there but it was so cool dude i mean um the the couple hours we've running the dogs before and seeing how how those guys work and you know letting the dog run and really getting an understanding of uh you know they had their their i don't know what they call them but the, the lead dog that is doing the um treeing and then you know you've you've got all their other dogs that are learning that's what's really cool is they've got those young dogs in there they've been doing it maybe six months to 18 months and they're letting them go so that they can learn from the old veteran dog those are the union dogs they they don't do jack shit until the bear is treated <laughs> and they hear the the baying and then they yeah. go to the tree they don't yeah. do anything yeah. you know like, well, so, so we had and there's even old dogs that do that like yeah. when the guy that hunted mountain lions with in colorado he was like Oh yeah, blue. He's he just hangs out by the horses or the mules with us until yeah. he hears the the other dogs. Like That's he's funny. It's he's funny a how they get personalities boy. or how they have personalities like that. And I yeah. learned all the dogs that we were with, all their personalities by the end of the trip. But man, I mean, um, getting to watch that was awesome. And and then you know now I've come back with fifty five pounds of bear meat that I've been working on, and that's mm -hmm. awesome too. I had, I mean. I knew it was, I'd heard it was good. I'd had bear sausage before, but I mean, we've been doing tacos. We did the roast. We've done all kinds of stuff. My wife likes the roast better than the deer roast now. So mm -hmm. I guess I might have to go hunt another black bear. The only thing my wife says, and she likes to eat it. Um, and I, I don't even use, I don't even add any pork or anything when we make bear burgers, just, just straight how it is. Um, but it does smell different when you're cooking it. Yeah, it does. And but she doesn't like it, the smell. Handling it it's so weird i mean it is so slimy and fatty um yeah. it's it's really greasy it's like which is deceiving because it doesn't turn into like a juicy hamburger like a like a i haven't done burgers with it but we've done tacos it, it cooks really different than beef but um yeah we've liked it man my kids like it yeah. um i've talked to a lot of people who are like oh i've never done ground but i, I actually ground up most of mine because that's what we use the most at our house mm -hmm. uh just with the kids i'll make some mexican pizzas or something and they just hammer them so um, I've, I've kind of learned, like, I, in my head, I want to just make a bunch of roast on the smoker or something. But our lifestyle, I've realized I just don't have, I, I don't plan ahead enough. I need something I can pull out and thaw in a couple hours and cook. <laughs> mm -hmm. We went skiing for spring break with another family. They don't hunt. Uh, but they, they live on our street, so we're real close. We're the same age. And uh, they like to eat all the wild game that I yeah. bring home. And I took some bear sausage to Colorado and we were, we all rented a, you know, a condo or whatever. And I didn't tell any of them what it was. Yeah. Just cooked it. It was breakfast sausage. Yeah. And afterwards I told them it because I didn't, they weren't the kind of people that are going to be like, Oh, you, you bastard, you fed us yeah, this, right. you know, they, they expect it. 
Yeah. And I asked them afterwards and I was like, what, what do you think that was? And they all said, Oh dear. Or whatever. I was like, no, it was bear. And they were all like, man, that was really good. Yeah. 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 Same man. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I've, I've actually got my buddy Casey's got some, um, new chorizo seasoning that he's going to mm. launch soon. Casey owns Tacticalories, which is my favorite seasoning company. And I've been trying his chorizo on it, man. And whew, that's, that's the hot ticket. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you also shot a nice buck this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I didn't get out a ton. I probably did like eight to 10 hunts total. You work um, too hard. Know, your real, like, it's your day job. I know everybody thinks that like, uh, you know, being the founder of a hunting company that I would hunt all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, dude, it's like, if you want to hunt less, just found a company of any kind. And you actually, you know, especially now I've got three kids, my wife works night shift. Like we were juggling a lot. Um, I, I hadn't scouted at all. Like so it's scene. not a uh, a get rich quick scheme, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, uh, not get rich quick, and it's definitely not get outdoors a lot. Uh-huh. I've, I mean, I've had I've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff through Go Wild. Um, that bear hunt being one, going to fish in Alaska, going to hunt in Texas with Jeremiah Dowdy, and um, th- you know, there's been a lot of things that have opened up. But I turned down a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of I meet all kinds of people on Go Wild as anybody can, mm-hmm. um, and you know, get invites to stuff. And this bear hunt's the first one I'd done in a while. That's what I told my wife actually. I was like listen, I've turned down a ton of this stuff. And, you know, this one is something I really want to do. So I'm going to make time for it. But the deer, you know, I, I hunt the same property. It's, it's small, especially by Texas standards. Like it's 75 acres. It's right in the heart of, um, you know, starting to get into horse kind of country, what you think mm-hmm. of as Kentucky horse country. So rolling hills, um, woods along the farm edges. And I know this property really well, but I, I've also learned that even with a property that small, like the deer movement changes a lot. So my first three days out there, I was hunting in the the good spot, right? I'm like where I'm usually seeing a lot of traffic and they weren't, there was just nothing over there. Huh. And um, I was talking to Jacob here at, at Go Wild about how my first few hunts have been kind of a bust. And we pulled up on Onyx and we're looking at the, uh, you know, they've got where the mass drop is on the acorns. And it, it started to see that they, there was a heavy, um, ravine with with uh oak trees and so i was like well i'm gonna start moving up that way and so over the next like three or four hunts i started to put together that they were they were coming out of a totally a spot that i hadn't really seen them moving before and i guess the drop was just a lot better over there that this year than it has been in the like on the other side just didn't have the same food um and so i i was hunting out of a saddle which was my first this is my first year doing that um and it was awesome man i tell you what like if you can hunt if you have a, the terrain to do it it, it was seriously life-changing to be able to move the next day like i'm or even same day if you want to you can move midday right um but spots i've never been able to hunt in because i didn't have a stand there this property i have i have a climber out there and then i have three or four um buddy stands ladder stands whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. and you know I've, i killed that deer this year out of out on a finger uh of trees and that i would have never been able to set up in or um, even ha- if I had the thought to set up in for the way those trees are kind of tangled in there, but, um, I mean, you couldn't have gone up the tree I was in with a climber. And mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, I was out there, had a right, like I was hunting in the evening. It was an evening. I only did an evening hunt, went out there at like one or two, kind of got out there a little later than I wanted to and, um, set up and had maybe 30 minutes of light left. And these, I had figured out like it, four o'clock, the deer started showing up in the evening to graze mm-hmm. out there on that way through. And, um, I had a doe come in and was watching her. And I'm like, well, at this point with my meat situation, I should probably shoot a doe 
especially tonight if I don't see a buck. So I'm going to give her a few more minutes, see if a buck comes in, if he smells her and um, you know, I'll see what happens. And then I had probably like less than 10 minutes of shooting light left. Maybe, maybe down to like seven or eight minutes of shooting light left. And she starts getting skittish and I'm like, okay, she, she knows something I don't. Right. And she starts looking this one direction and I hear crashing coming in and dude, it was, it was the biggest body deer I've ever shot. Um, mm. His rack is not, it's not, uh, I don't know. He's a nice buck. It. He's a nice buck. I just don't want to yeah. make it like it wasn't some monster rack, but when you see the head on this deer in that picture I showed you, it's on my go wild profile too. It's uh, it's a recent trophy post. So you guys can find it if you want to see it. The, the body on this thing's ginormous and they always, you know, the rack always, when you see it from the stand, you always, it's always seems like it's a lot bigger until you get down on it, but it's a good buck. I mean, I, um, yeah, I, uh, I see him come in and he is trotting and I, I immediately like in my head, I've never had this happen, dude. Uh, I fell apart. Like I just got super nervous all of a sudden my heart rate went through the roof and I, I, I'm like, I got to get this, but what I was thinking is if this doe sees him before I get a shot, she's going to run. He's going to bolt after her. Like that was mm. what was going on in my head. And so I, uh, I bleed at him to get him to stop. And he does. I line up. I had a bow hanger, um, you know, shooting with a rifle from a saddle takes a little bit of thinking through, like it's, it's different than what most guys are doing with uh, the bows, right? It still works really well. I'll, I'll do this setup again, but I had a bow hanger, um, hanging from the or I, i'm on private so i could screw into the tree mm-hmm. so i'd screwed in and i had my rifle sitting across that i i kind of calmed down take the first shot and he doesn't move he doesn't flinch it's just like he kind of like maybe winced a little bit but i'm like did i just <laughs> freaking miss i think i just missed this deer i've never missed a deer in my life and i i panic for a second and i re-rack one shoot and he jumps i know i got a good shot on him that second time, but I was like, Oh my God, he, it's dark now. It, it's like, I'm, I'm freaking out. I text the guys, all I can do on the, we, we've been texting all deer season. All I could get out was a big and then deer emoji. Couldn't even type out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had the recent deer emoji in there. And, uh, I, I mean, I was so rattled. I almost dropped my phone and I'm like, I, I break all the rules. Like, you, you know, you just start making, I, I immediately get out of the, the saddle. Like there was no waiting. I'm like, I'm going to go see if he's over this hill. Cause he ran over a hill and I couldn't see anymore. And so the whole time. That's an I'm interesting question. Uh, like if you should wait. No. Yeah. If you drop your phone or some, something else, like in the middle of a sit, how many, oh. what percentage, if people are honest, what percentage of people are going down to get it? Cause they just can't, they're so, we're so addicted to these stupid know, devices. Oh, I I would be fine leaving it there, right? Yeah, it would. But I would also the- be like, man, I could be on go wild right now, like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> waiting for it. Yeah, and yeah. then how we all it's, it, I think the generation before us would be like, you guys are losers yeah, because you're man. even even when you're hunting and you're, that's supposed to be your your solace, your time away to re- reflect yeah. and think and enjoy nature, and it is. But who? Let's be honest. Like everyone has their phone and their pop up blind or their tree stand yeah, or their I mean, box I'm- blind or whatever, and. You know, it, I don't know. It's it's it, it is kind of sad, right? It is. I I I try to be diligent. I mean, I obviously play on my phone. I won't say I don't. That's I, why I like the backcountry hunt so much because yeah. This, well, this when I hunt back like, home, what are you gonna do with it? Service. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, I don't have service when I hunt back home on public. Uh, but up here, I've got full service. Um, and I I try to be diligent and to not. I'll, I'll try to put it down for windows of time because especially in turkey season, man, I, I know I've been busted from playing on my phone. You know, they're uh-huh. very sensitive to that movement. 
Um, but I, th- I, with deer, I mean, how often do deer move in? You don't even see them. Like if you're not mm-hmm. looking up constantly, you might miss one. Um, but I, I, def- I definitely was rattled, got down. And by the time I crested the hill, I could see him. So then I'm kind of just stopping, waiting, seeing if he's dead for sure or not. Get up. Nice buck. I uh, was super happy with that deer, man, especially the meat. I mean, my was God. the first shot a hit or not? No, I, I mean, huh. it was weird. Um, uh, and you'll probably give me a hard time, but I'm, I'm, I switched over to a six, five creed more. Ah! Uh, no, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I know it's like the butt of a joke, but I, I've, I like this gun. Um, and, uh, but there was, if I remember correctly, because I remember actually texting my buddy Mike. I was like, "Man, this is kind of weird because it seems like there's, uh, there's two spots on the exit, but I think the bullet fragmented, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's what happened." Um, but yeah, no, he was, uh, it was a good kill. Good. Sh- the second one's great shot. It's perfect shot. Um, you know what I, I do like about six five creep more is you can always find ammo. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah. like seriously, I mean, like I, yeah, I shoot one. I, I, it's my my hog and coyote gun, and I have a thermal on it. Yeah, and I I can even in the height of like the pandemic when ammo was so scarce, like usually could still find a couple boxes of six five yeah. because of its popularity. Yeah, I think it so, works fine for, for like white tail. I don't really hate it. It's just funny. Yeah, yeah, I think for white tail it's fine. Um, oh sure. For what I was using it for, it's like it's been fun. Um, I like the gun a lot, and uh, I'm not a at all uh you know an expert in ammunition. Like I'm the last person you should ever ask what you shoot. But I did a bunch of research, and I was like, eh, I want a little less. I had a thirty out six before, so yeah. I'm like, you know, if I'm hitting a shoulder, it's like completely gone. You know, might as well just cut that leg off and throw it out, right? So uh, I wanted to go down a little bit. Um, but no, man, I, it was a good season. Uh, I got a good, really good buck out of. It. I, I mean, for me, that's like a super successful year. I would love to add a turkey to last year or filled out both of my turkey tags. But yeah, um, I really suck at turkey hunting. So you know what? We're all honest. There's things I suck at too that I wish I was better at. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, my, we were on a podcast the other day for our, our show, Uncensored, and uh, I can't we, think of what it is that I suck at, but I, I'm <laughs> sure. Something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, no, you know what? It, for me, it's more on the fishing side of things. Like, oh yeah, dude, I'm not good at that either. I mean, I yeah. suck at most things. That's why I had to start an app to be able to ask people how to get better. So. Fly fishing. <laughs> I like to pretend I'm a. I, I mean, and I do oh, yeah. enjoy fly fishing, but those knots, dude, yeah. I can't freaking tie. I, I don't even. So everyone's like, well, you, you know, you use your tippet. You tie your leader on to. Yeah, you're you know you're you need to tie your tippet to it and yada 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 dude i just got to where i just tie on uh four pound invisalign onto the leader yeah uh, onto the line to the you know the fly line yeah yeah and i just use that as my tippet i don't even mess with because i don't want to i don't want to try to tie that the leader to the tippet is excuse me that's that's where i'm like i don't know how to, my fingers are so fat i don't know how to yeah. do that sometimes it's cold and I want to be fishing, and then I've spent half the day tying these stupid knots that I had to thank God for my phone that I hate that it can show me the YouTube on how to tie this knot that I should have known, but I forgot, you know. Yeah. So well, I, I say the same thing. Terrible to these guys. with that stuff. These guys internally, we talk about uh, fly fishing, and I'm like, look, man, it's kind of like bow hunting turkeys. Mm-hmm. Real, real cool, but I don't need that extra challenge. Like, I'm still, you know, a, a very uh amateurish bass angler if we go bass fishing and these guys might take uh their fly rods just for fun and i'm out there it's like no man i'm i'm using my normal tackle setup because i don't need that extra added challenge (laughs) Uh well there's you know i lied so i'm not that great of a bow hunter i would say that is in the hunting side of things that's where i struggle i can get in position like i've killed elk with a bow yeah uh but the last two that i've shot i didn't find and that those are probably the two lowest points of my 
hunting career, I would say Dude, is I well, I go out with a bow and I never I always I have this anticipation of like, yeah, but there's so much season left. And I, like I never want to shoot anything. I'll end up passing on bigger deer than I end up shooting in archery season. I don't know why, like that, that, that whole, you know, the rut around here is pretty in sync with, um, gun season mm-hmm. and you know, it, everything just gets crazy then. And I'm always like, yeah, but what might run through, <laughs> like what deer is out here that I haven't seen yet. And so I, every bow season, I get out like six to 10 hunts, at least on bow season. Usually the last year was a little tight. Uh, and then I'll, I'll just, my wife gets mad. Cause she's like, you're passing on bucks. Like, what are you doing? These are good deer. You're telling me about that. You didn't shoot. So I finally stopped telling her that I see deer. I'm like, yeah, I didn't see anything. <laughs> you know, I uh, hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. Nah, she, uh, she gets enough of me. She's never listened to a single podcast of mine. My my wife hasn't either. Yeah. In 15 years, yeah. never one. Uh, Only time, they, but I have drug her ass in here multiple times, and yeah, you she hates with, that. You've done a couple shows with her, right? She hates it. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And she, whenever I put her on social media, she's like, I don't want to be on social media. I'm like, I don't Dude, care. Take one for the rather, team here. My wife would rather die than be on a podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this? Because I actually saw one of y'all's other ambassadors, Bo Martonic. Uh, he was interviewing somebody, and I just caught the snippet on Instagram, but they were talking. I think this guy took issue with there being rifle seasons during the whitetail rut. Mm. And to me, that's like our whitetail season opens up on November 1st in yeah. time for the whitetail rut on purpose so you can right. smoke them when they're running, you know, like, yeah. but we have so many whitetail in texas and maybe maybe in places where the deer density isn't very good i maybe but to me that's a foreign concept i would never be like oh yeah y'all shouldn't hunt deer with a rifle during the rut dude i fully trust the biologists that make those decisions um you know i i think they with turkeys they put you know i think they're typically trying to open those seasons up a little bit behind when they They actually breed uh but yeah but with whitetail it's like i I, regardless of what the rules are, I generally just trust that the biologists who are our conservation dollars pay their salaries to go out and research this stuff. I trust them, you know, uh, yeah, unless that, it's like Washington state where they're trying yeah. to completely over, you've seen that stuff. Yeah, on Sports I have a little bit. Um, I've got a buddy that works for the, uh, I don't know what they call it. If it's DNR or what, what the yeah. technically the title, I think it's DNR for Washington. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen a little bit of that. I know they're, they're, they're trying to overthrow basically they're trying to undermine hunting as a wildlife management tool and totally mm-hmm. revamp how they manage wildlife, which isn't managing wildlife at all. Really? Right. right. It's uh, preservation over conservation, which the wildlife just loses in those situations. So sportsman's well, Alliance is, is suing yeah. uh, that the lady, the head of the, I don't know if she's the head of the board or whatever, but uh, I, I can very vividly see her not an attractive lady, by the way, her face, on their on their posts and that's who they're I, suing i can't think of uh I, I haven't read as much about that one but i think uh you know a lot of this stuff didn't new jersey come back around and say actually we think we need to hunt bears because they're over yeah governor dumbass who yeah, had like, overstepped his that? boundaries yeah yeah it turns like, out oh, though the governor of new jersey has more power than any other governor in the country and really? so yeah he just said hey we're not gonna have a bear season oh anymore. yeah like an executive order type like deal. what what do you mean uh, yeah. the biologist said we need to have a bear season he's like no yeah. no we're not doing that and yeah. then Oh, we have increased bear human conflict. Uh, I guess we need to have a bear season. Well, again. they were already like living under people's porches and stuff. I mean, they yeah. had so many of them. They were like they had the most uh, bear to human contact of any state in the country, I think. Yeah, which is it's such a small state, but yeah. they have the most black bear per acres out of yeah. any state. Like the density. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. 
Um, so yeah, I feel like that'll come back around on Washington if they, uh, you know, you just can't do that. You know, you can't, we, we can't interrupt their, uh, all these animals habitat They're where they migrate through, uh, West or what you're putting up interstates, you're putting up towns, you're taking their water sources, you're taking their habitat and then say, no, we should just let nature manage itself. It's like, yeah. you, you've kind of already made, you know, once you've turned their habitat into yours, you've already made a decision to participate. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah, you have, you have made a, de a decision to participate and essentially oversee that. And manage it so and people don't it's, it's so funny man uh, i had to delete my next door app because i would get in arguments with people about coyotes and and these people that have lived here for 30 years they're like well they weren't here when i moved here it's like well they were they had other habitat though now we've kind of right. you know we're, the urban sprawl has gotten so bad that uh you know we've cut down on their habitat and so yeah they're going to eat your little dog if that's what it means for their survival it's the most i only cheer for that when it happens in california like the oh the interaction or places where they've banned predator hunting you yeah. know like i i actively root for little dogs get eaten <laughs> i call me a sadist That's, whatever you want yeah. i don't know how else that mindset will change and i don't want to go as far as to say i, I and i'm not ever like gonna hope that people get attacked by wild animals that would be yeah uh ethically corrupt to say that and i don't but when your dog gets eaten yeah i think that's the, quite quite funny and the, uh, shame well, on dude, you for doesn't uh did, california did, uh, am i remembering this correctly did they ban you can't hunt mountain lions there right 94 94 that it was banned or yeah they banned it in the mid 90s so, so so the but don't they have the highest conflict with cats in, oh yeah uh, it's like insane right like yeah, they just they're, run around the hollywood hills yeah exactly yeah. i mean i don't know man i just think it's so short-sighted and a lot of these people will would be like oh yeah we should protect them until it inconveniences them until it's yeah. you know snapping up uh your little fluffy seven thousand dollar dog uh, <laughs> that's when it becomes an issue right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um yeah dude and 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 just like the houndsmen you know the predators are the low-hanging fruit that these people i don't know why they get emotionally attached to them but but they do you see with uh, hunters too, though, sometimes of like, oh, you shouldn't shoot anything that you wouldn't eat. But I mean, I mean, nuisances. Uh, Listen, you know, dude, farmer, I don't care what your grandfather said to you about eating a coyote. You know <laughs> that you, back then people trapped coyotes. Now they don't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. now we have to shoot them. Well, and you don't have to eat them and it doesn't make you unethical or, or less of a hunter or whatever. You know, it's it, it is what it is. You got to do your part. Yeah everybody is it's like people just don't think through all the consequences you know uh even deer you know i mean they do billions of dollars in property damage they kill 200 people a year when they're overpop or because they're overpopulated throughout largely throughout the south uh -huh. um and you know even in some states we have states like georgia who literally even with all their hunters still have to pay sharpshooters to keep them off of the the farmer's land because they mm -hmm. they come through and just decimate the crops yeah. so uh i think uh, to me there's so many examples of why we need management um but trying to explain this stuff to animal rights activists is is you might as well shout at a wall you know well and th they all come from a place that's very woke and then the definition of woke so this other podcast more of a political endeavor that my elk hunting buddy and i have taken on over the last couple of years as fathers right uh and conservatives but he said you know the definition of woke is basically uh when you put emotions over facts just to yeah. sum it up like yeah like, and that's what it is like animal rights activism is woke and that's yeah. 
emotion over facts and science. I agree. So I mean, literally, they argue with biologists, and I, that's where you right. ask me what do I. Why think even about have it? biologists? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you ask me what I think about. It, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not smart enough to make a decision on that. I trust the 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 scientists. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why we we pay them to do that? Yeah, so let's exactly. let them do their job. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Well, hey, as we are uh, wrapping things up here, there's a lot going on on the Go Wild platform. I've been on there for a long time. Every time I, I log in, my score goes up. You know, I, I post something and that's cool to see. Like, I'm like a 6,400 rating now or something yeah. like that. I don't know what the rating means, but. Uh, Mostly uh, it gets you rewards, but uh, but the other thing people, it's a little bit of like a karma score on Reddit. So people mm -hmm. see that and they know that you're active and you're not just some rando, you know, it's like, Oh, I can mm -hmm. see the cables been here. He's built up some points, but have you, have you seen any, any new rewards lately? Oh yeah. Person? I get the email updates. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. mean, that's the, the so talk about the rewards for anyone that's not familiar. Yeah. We launched that a couple of years ago. So as you get points, you're, you know, even if it's 250 points for leaving a gear review or something um, that builds towards your overall profile score. And so as you hit different levels, you unlock rewards and, um, you know, that could be 25% off, uh, you know, um, optics, or it could be 25. We've had 25% off on both sites. Um, mm. Just recently, we had um, a Badlands vinyl case that was uh, normally like $100, $110, and we were selling it for 65 right, mm. uh, as part of that reward. Um, and it's our way, you know, this, we monetize largely through, we make money through the, the commerce, like the things you buy. Yeah. And but we give back to the community as part of that, uh, them participating in the platform. That's our give back to you. So you you get, you know, sweet deals. We launched a, um, this this cool like turkey target, turkey stickers and a turkey kill kit with uh, Wicked North. And, you know, it knocked $15 off. It was a low price bundle, but people loved it, man. It's like uh -huh. you, you get, you know, it, it's like a what other platform gives back to you and gives you that kind of opportunity for simply mm -hmm. showing not up the sharing. ones run by big tech. That's for no, sure. No, it's like, oh, you're <laughs> throttled. <laughs> yeah, here's your reward is no one sees your content. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's your uh, reward. You know, we had to start a whole new Instagram account because ours was so throttled. Uh, I know. Now it's go wild y'all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're in Kentucky. We just rolled with that. Uh, yeah. But the, that one outperforms the other one, despite having a thousand followers. And the other one had 56,000. Like that's how yeah. that works on other platforms. But with go wild, you know, as you post and interact, you unlock the rewards. Um, you know, a couple other things that have how many items on. do you guys have in your e-commerce site now? Uh, dude, we're up to we're up to ninety thousand, and by mid-April it'll be over a hundred thousand things that you can buy within the store. Wow, that's so incredible! What's cool is like as people are tagging the gear they're using, like you were talking about fishing earlier. If you're shopping for lures, you can see the fish that people are catching with that lure. So you really mm -hmm. get to see that product at work in the field. Um, we we capture that when you log a trophy. You tell us what species you use that product with. So when you're looking at lures, you know, if you're a beginner fisherman or even intermediate level, you may you're like, well, is this ideal for what I'm trying to do? It'll tell you if we if we know it'll say this is popular with bass fishing. You know, it actually will mm -hmm. go ahead and tell you binoculars. If you're trying to find something, you're, you're not sure if it's used mostly for elk or if it's good for whitetail. Right. It'll tell you most people are using this for whitetail hunting. So we're trying to give a lot more insights to mm -hmm. the, the, the member of the platform as they're shopping. Um, it's kind of like a, everybody shares, everybody gets more, you know, everybody gets yeah. more insights type deal, but you also get points when you tag that gear. So it's, it's cyclical. Right on, right on. And then if you were to go join go wild right now, which is free. It's a, well, it's multifaceted. now it started out as just, uh, 
basically a a platform to share your hunting recipes uh yeah. you know your fishing your your big game trophy all of anything that has to do with the outdoor lifestyle then you guys added the e-commerce site a couple years ago and um but if you were to go join right now the first thing that would pop up would be a badass uh utv yeah and you can tell me, I, I don't remember which model it is, but I, every time I log in, I'm like, enter now. It says, enter yeah. now, enter now. Yeah. Uh, so tell folks how they can win and, and what exactly, you know, what model it is and all that good stuff. Yeah, so that is a, uh, it's a partnership with Polaris. And so we worked with Culpin, which makes, um, they, they do uh, a lot of accessories for any kind of side-by-side. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can trick these things out with uh, this Culpin gear. And ours has every Culpin feature you can imagine sort of like a snowplow, right? Like mm. it's got the gun cases. It's got all the additional. Wouldn't cords. need that for Texas anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Uh, but for, <laughs> for your guys, it's a 2022 Polaris Ranger crew, 1000 premium. Uh, it's worth more than $40,000. It has, oh the, it's got the tricked out wheels on it, dude. And we haven't formally announced the camo yet, but it is wrapped in go wild camo. So uh, here in a few months, we'll, we'll be formally launching our own camo, uh, which is just mostly for fun and our own products that we're using. Uh, we'll have a line of things that are coming out with that camo, but it is fully wrapped in that. So it's already a camouflage tricked out uh, side by side. And the way you get entered for a chance to win is by creating an account. Just download GoWild.com or you can go to the app store and you can create an account. But then you get a share link and you can uh, go to your profile, hit share Go Wild, and it'll pull up your, your little share sheet on your phone. And you just text that link to all your buddies. And if any of them create an account, you get another entry and then they get entered to win too. So, um, you know, it's super easy. It's so easy. explain that technology. So you it's through their phone numbers or what? Like uh, uh, we, uh, the, the tech side of it's kind of complicated, but we track it based off of, we know. But how do I share it to my buddies? Oh, right. So the, oh, you, you don't mean like, how does it work? <laughs> like, right. how do I do it? If you go yeah. to your profile and hit share, go wild, uh-huh. it will, it's, it's, it's copying your exact link. So it knows that this is cables link. Anybody that uses this link. So then I cable. text that to my friends or share yeah. it on you some can other. Share it in Facebook groups. You can share it with your friends. Okay. You can email it to your church, whatever you want to do with it. Uh-huh. Um, you, you could send it where, anywhere you can paste the link, you can put that. And, and so then you can maximize your entries on this thing. There's no cap on how many people you can get entered. So, and when is the drawing for the winner? Uh, it will, I think that it ends on March 31st. And then I think we have like 72 hours to pick somebody. So, uh, okay. we'll start making calls or emailing, uh, at that time. Um, and yeah, March 31st at midnight Eastern is when it ends. So. Awesome. You guys got a couple more days here to try to get entered. And again, it's free. Just create an account if, if nothing else. You also and so get by sharing the link, that means that anyone that's already on the platform can yeah. participate. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody so it's not if you just already limited have an account, to new account. No. If you already have an account, then you want to share your link. So go to your profile, hit share. But if you don't have an account, you also get 10 bucks to spend in the store when you I'm gonna go share it on my Facebook right now. Although yeah, I dude. bet you there's some kind of rule about throttled. go wild partners or ambassadors <laughs> winning the yeah. that would look like total uh, collusion. No, I think I, I honestly, man, I don't know. I think you're eligible. I, I for I got drawn. So even like New Mexico residents like hate the fact that people non-residents get drawn and, yeah. and the odds are not good, but I got drawn like three out of four years and I was wondering like are they are they colluding like because yeah. I have this show like are they picking yeah. me like like he's gonna talk about it they want me to come wound yeah, another yeah. elk yeah oh, there's, I'm sure there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out there on, on all that stuff but yeah 
yeah, yeah. easy to join get 10 bucks to spend i mean why not right yeah awesome awesome man well brad congrats on a great season i hope that turkey season is uh <laughs> equally fruitful for you yeah thanks man i appreciate all you guys do over at go wild and uh, yeah i encourage everybody to uh, become uh, active over there because you know what instagram sucks does suck uh we, we we're on it because we have to right but yeah. go wild is where you're gonna find like the actual content that you're looking for dude it still surprises me sometimes that we've built a platform that i'll post on sometimes and get 50 comments i mean that happens right i also mm -hmm. post sometimes and get nothing like the algorithm does not cheat like it, it, it sometimes it's just like no i'm not sharing that with everybody right it's an algorithm you mm -hmm. have to do that with the volume of content of any platform uh but it's amazing like how many people you can you know, me, I mean, again, I've, I've fished and hunted with people that I've met on this platform. It's to me, that's so rewarding is to see other people asking questions and getting feedback. And I just, one of my buddies that I met through go wild is going, um, out in the Midwest. He's going on a Turkey hunt with someone he met on go wild and they're, they're hunting another guy's property that they met on go wild and staying in his cabin. So it's like oh, that's literally awesome. every bit of this happened because they met on, on the go Wild platform. Uh, do I have one more minute to mention something cool? That we yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me add. Uh, let me let me piggyback on that. So, there was this guy that went to my high school who I lost touch with. He was a year younger than me. We played football together, and he, I guess, I think he reached out to me through email, and he's like, "Hey, dude," he's like, "I was listening to your show. I didn't even know the guy hunted. I like I, said, I haven't talked to him in twenty years." He's yeah. like, I'm loving that go wild platform you've been talking about. Oh, and I awesome. go over there and his name's Chris Dillard. He's, he's on there a lot. And, uh, anyway, yeah, Chris, if you do listen to this man, shout out. Uh, but yeah, so I reconnected to the, with this guy that I, uh, you know, had lost touch with for, for two decades. And it was through go wild because he was telling me, he's like how much he liked it. Yeah, dude, I'll have people that follow me on LinkedIn and don't talk about hunting, but they'll get on Go Wild and they're like, hey, man, I, I saw you talking about this on LinkedIn. So I wanted to tell you, like, I can't talk about hunting on LinkedIn, but I can talk oh, yeah. about it here. Uh, two things now, you, you reminded me. Uh, do you know Eric Willis? You ever heard of that musician? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. So he's a Texan, right? Um, yeah. He's on Go Wild. And so I, oh. he, he just ran, he wasn't talking about his music or anything. I have no idea how my team figured out he was a musician. Uh, but I've mm -hmm. been listening to that dude. His stuff's awesome. Uh, yeah. He's got a couple great albums out. And so I, I met him on there. Uh, I knew you'd appreciate that because I know you have uh, similar music taste. Uh, but what I was going to mention is we launched this um, this this interesting, everybody's talking about AI. And we, in December, started testing AI. So you know when you post on Go Wild, if you when you post, you have that Ask the Community button. And then the algorithm, like if you post in deer hunting and you ask a question, the algorithm will go out and try to find people that it thinks can answer that question as it relates to deer hunting. So in addition to that, though, we wanted sometimes people don't get answers, like maybe their mm -hmm. questions poorly worded or, or it's complex, right? If it's really niche, like specific hunting to one county or something, um, they won't they might not get anything. And so we wanted to build something that would help everybody get an answer. So we built this AI chatbot called Squatchbot, and he's live now officially and when you post and ask the community you're going to still get all the features of trying to get humans to help but this little guy that we've been building and training is learning from all the content that's been shared on go wild so he sees all like we're training him on all the answers that have been given before and then as people upvote his answers he knows that he gave a good answer so the next time he gets asked a similar question he can give an answer but he automatically comments if you ask the community and dude, it's been so cool. I've seen him explain why someone should uh, or what the differences are between mechanical 
and fix broadheads. Or he, one guy was like, hey, I'm traveling through Kentucky, coincidentally, and I'm going to be working in Lexington for three days. Does anybody know where I could fish? Squatchbot mm. gave him like five lakes that were nearby. And, wow. and then, you, you know, I've seen him uh, give people public land that they can hunt. Uh, he's getting even even earlier. Somebody was asking about the best choke for a turkey season for the specific gun. And he was given like two paragraph answers. Oh, wow. Um, it's really cool. And I know, uh, you know, I think because of platforms like Twitter and Instagram, bots have a bad name. But I think we built a really cool bot and I'm proud of him. Uh, we put a lot of work into this little guy. So if people join, try posting a question and then you can interact with them too. You can ask more questions. You can say, hey, can you give me the link to the website where I can see those WMAs and or whatever it is? And he'll, boop, there you go. Huh. It's awesome. That's cool. I saw Did you day. see my uh, post I think I made yesterday with my wolf? I got my wolf back. I think I, I don't know. And I'm going to post now. today. I'm going to post a picture of my wife's snook. So the taxidermist uh, made a delivery about nine o'clock Tuesday night. And it's funny because my daughters were asleep. My son was still up. He had just gotten home from soccer. And uh, one of my twin girls, they're eight, ended up in my bed. And they don't usually come down to our bed. We don't, we, we don't want them in there. They don't do that. But she came down crying and she was like, there's a husky on the mantle that's scaring me. Because <laughs> she was asleep when it got delivered. And yeah. she woke up to this wolf looking at her. Yeah, it freaked her out. Dude, I love it. Uh, this looks great. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. It turned out awesome. Yeah, very, very, very happy with that one. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, right on, man. Well, I certainly appreciate it, Brad. Thanks again, yeah, brother. Man. Always great catching up with you. And uh, yeah, y'all join Go Wild. I'll see you Thanks. over there. Thanks, dude. So there he goes, our good friend Brad Luttrell of Go Wild. Always great visiting with Brad. Uh, here I go. I got to get out of here, man. I've got feeders to fill, chores to do. Uh, until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying thanks for tuning in to this edition of Campfire Conversations. And y'all have a great week in the turkey world.